How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Well, it's a 3 o'clock on a Friday, which means we talk to our guy, our Eagles insider, some say a great Sixers podcaster, Elliot Shoreparks. What's happening, Nate? What up? How are you guys doing today? What up, B? Happy Groundhogs Day, buddy. Feels like we're right back where we usually are with this basketball team, huh? Amen. Amen. But it was a fun time last night at the Clap Your Hands event. Thank you to everybody that came out. It was an awesome time. You know, not, not a great thing to celebrate, but it, it was a fun night. Well, it's, it's always important to commiserate together. You know, that's what, the, yeah. that's what they yeah. always say. So uh, what are we doing with Joel here, buddy? Are we are you shutting him down? You letting him play through it? What's your thoughts on the Embiid situation? So I would be okay not seeing Joel take the court until the playoffs. At this point, I think it's really the only path to take. I think bringing him back in six weeks, seven weeks, just furthers the chance that he could be injured. I, I, we, we've tried everything with Joel. He's played through things. He's sat through things. He's avoided surgery. He's had surgery. The reality is he's just a player that is injury prone and it is going to you know, likely get hurt at some point. So I think the best move for this team is to rest him until the playoffs. It's going to impact your playoff seeding, obviously. But if you're not the top two seed, I don't think there's a big difference between going to New York for Game 7 or having Game 7 here. It's really just Boston and Milwaukee where you would want that home court advantage, but that's not going to happen at this point. So I would rest Joel until the playoffs, let him warm up in that first round, and hope that for the first time in a long time, you get as, as healthy as a Joel as you can leading into the second round. Mm-hmm. So the so then what does that mean for the trade deadline for you? Are, are you in the mindset of go get someone to pair with, you know, Maxi and let, and let them try to carry through or, or kind of punt on the trade deadline? I, I don't see why the Joel injury impacts the trade deadline. They have expiring deals, which you can only trade at this deadline. It's not like they can hold on to Toby and trade him this offseason. It's an expiring contract. Covington's an expiring contract. Marcus Morris is an expiring contract. So you you have to move those assets now if you're ever going to move them. And the draft picks that they've acquired, they were acquired to trade. Like, that's the whole purpose of really having those picks. So if you have a chance to go get a player that you think can be here for a long time, like Zach Levine can help you win now, and he can help you win next year. Murray out of Atlanta, he can help you win now, and he can help you win next year. And if anything, I think it puts more pressure to get a deal done because if, if Embiid is not going to play for a long stretch, you have to get more talent next to Maxi. Maxi showed last night he is a special player. He's obviously an all-star for the first time. You can't just punt on the season with a player like that. We tried the whole punting on seasons with, main, with, with stars, and it's really resulted in some disappointing playoff outcomes. So I think the trade deadline, you have just as much pressure, if not more pressure than before, to go out and get an impact player to use these assets. See, I disagree. 
I do, not with everything that you said, but I think the idea of there should be some sense of urgency for Maury to go out and make a deal that improves this roster significantly. Well, if there's a deal that's advantageous for the Sixers, sure. I go go right ahead. I'm I'm I I'm in on Zach Levine, wouldn't have a problem with that. I certainly don't want to go get someone that's marginal that you're gonna give up. Like, say for instance, DeMar DeRozan. All right, you go get DeMar DeRozan. I, I don't think with a compromised Joel Embiid, DeMar DeRozan, dep- depending on what you got to give up to get him, I don't think that's enough to get you out of the second round. I don't. So you still end yeah. up in the same position even going to get DeMar DeRozan. So I, I think what you're saying, like, I, like take this. I, I wouldn't trade A.J. Brown for Patrick Sertain, but I would trade him for three first-round picks. So, like, ultimately, yes, I agree that it depends on what the deal is. DeMar right. DeRozan – if you're going to trade him straight up for Covington in a second-round pick, then I think it's almost no harm, no foul. Oh, like, yeah. You know, well, yeah, we can yeah. do that. Yeah, for sure. Right. So <laughs> it really comes down to what type of assets are you willing to give up. And mm-hmm. to your point, like, the price is going to be the price. I agree. You don't, you're not in a situation where you just add in an extra first-round pick to get it done. But I, I think that, like Zach Levine, there was a report today that the Bulls might have to attach an asset to him just to get rid of him. Okay. So, I, you like know, if it, I like that. I like that. Sounds like a player Kobe, we should bring in here. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a different discussion. <laughs> but if if it's just Toby straight up for Zach Levine, or if you add in the first and you get Caruso, I think those are players that can help you next year too. So I agree, you're okay. not just going to overpay. But like I, when you have assets, and a lot of them are expiring deals. I think there is a lot of uh, sense in being you know somewhat aggressive and trying to trade them. Okay, here's my thing. I to bring this back to what you said about two minutes ago. Did you really – and see, this is this is the issue, Elliot. You know, you, you go too far sometimes. Tyrese Maxey and the word special, eh, we're yeah. not – they're not in the same sentence yet. They're not right, in the well, same right. sentence so, yet. So I hesitate to do this because this was said off air, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something you said and clap your hands last night. Okay. Like you said Jalen Brunson was better than Tyrese Maxey. Correct. Right? Huh? Maxey goes out and drops 51 points last night. Yeah. <laughs> so – I think you are underestimating Maxi. I probably underestimated Brunson. I think Brunson is a very good player, and what he did last night was special. But what Maxi did last night was special as well. He played, I believe, actually, every single minute of that second half. And down, and down the stretch, he carried the offense. He got the game going by going 4-4 four four from 3 to start. Like, I have, I have concerns about Maxi in the playoffs because of his size. Like, I wonder on the perimeter yes. if you really get a defense. Yes. But, he's, I mean, Brunson's undersized, too. Like, like at the end of the day, Maxie's putting up the results. He's an all-star. How many other all-stars would you say are not special? Well, Drew, Hall- Drew Holiday's been an all-star. We've had Andre Iguodala's been yeah, an all-star. Yeah, be you got to be a multi-all-star. Yeah. Yeah, well, look. I at least all NBA I, listen, I just think, I listen. I like, and yeah, this is now, I know this is where we're going to turn into now. I hate Tyrese Maxey. Iguodala is not a Hall of Famer. Well, <laughs> yes, he, he I bet you he's going to at least get consideration. And Drew Well, Holiday, no, he I'm, may get in. I'm just saying he's not a Hall of Famer. I agree, but I think that the NBA Hall of Fame is probably the easiest Hall of Fame. Yes, because well, it's not the NBA Hall of Fame. It's the basketball yes, right, Hall of Fame, right. yeah. which is the big issue. But, like, listen, can, do you think Tyrese Maxey can be the second-best player on a title team? Yes, I do. I'm like, well, okay. Yeah, I think well, hold on. Hold, no, 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 no. You can't okay. say special and then not say, eh, well, I don't know. Well, but no, here's what I'll say. I, I think, like, my answer to that would be no, probably. But he's proven me wrong tons of times. Like, oh, what is he, he the next Jalen Hurts? <laughs> well, that's a discussion for a different day. But, but Maxi, like Maxi, again, last night he comes out. He can do the most important thing in the sport. The most important thing in the sport is making threes, and he can do that at a level 
maybe only three or four other players in the league can do. So can he be the second best player on a championship team? You have to have Joel or, you know, one of those top five guys as your number one. But Maxi, time and time again, and for what it's worth last year in the playoffs, has had really big moments. So I think this is certainly a year where there's a lot of pressure on him and we're going to get an answer to that. But he can't be the best guy. And that's why I think with Joel being injured, there's a lot of incentive to go out and get, again, like a Levine or, or, or a Murray or something like that. So have you given up – well, we've kind of been kicking around to, to begin the show today – is have you given up on this being – have you thrown in the towel on this being a championship season for the Sixers? Are you, are you in that mindset where you kind of throw your hands up and be like, ah, well, Embiid's hurt, what am I supposed to do? Are you still in championship mindset? Of course, because what's really changed, right? They're not going to be a top two seed. They're probably not going to be a top two seed before. Uh, Joel, guess what? Going to the playoffs, we're going to have injury concerns. That feels like every other year we've been around this team. So I think, if anything, there's more reason to feel optimistic about this team because they have a better head coach and they have Maxie at the best he's ever been. So punting on this season, I, I think, would, would be foolish because there's a real chance that Embiid is going to be there in the playoffs. Will he stay healthy? I don't know. Chances are probably not. But that's a question every single, every single other year. So the timing of this injury, while it's upsetting and you don't want to see him get hurt, it's not the worst timing in the world because he'll have some time to rest leading into the playoffs. Yeah, I'm willing to punt on the season. Um, if, if it, if, unless I'm getting a deal that's heavily in my favor and I'm getting, a, I'm getting a, an obvious upgrade at a position. I just, I just look at the team and I say, I, I don't know if there's a deal out there that's going to make you that much better. Could you move some different pieces around? Okay, if you bring in another scorer, okay, depending on who that is, you're giving up depth on your bench. You're giving up wing guys. You're giving up defenders. You're giving up guys that actually don't need the ball to look to score to, that actually will need to defend. Who are going to mm-hmm. be your defenders once you get to the playoffs? Who's, who's, who's going to guard Dame Lillard on the perimeter? Who's going to guard uh, some of these guys, uh, uh, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, these guys on the perimeter? Who are going to be your defenders against these guys? So I think you have to go out and get an elite perimeter defender for sure. Like Kelly Oubre has a body type for it, but he's not a great defender. Toby, mm-hmm. I think, has improved as a defender. But again, he's not somebody oh. that – but, but also, for what it's worth, last year, P.J. Tucker was supposed to be that guy. And Terrible. And still lit the Sixers up. So, Listen, you, you know, know I wasn't a P.J. Tucker guy. So, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was anti-P.J. Tucker. Oh, well, man, Pat he got Beverly it in Bede's ear. He turned around the, the series. Yeah, well, but, I mean, <laughs> Pat day. Beverly is who we all thought P.J. Tucker was. Like, Pat Beverly is actually helping this team out, I think, from a, from like a, a dog standpoint. Yes, I agree. With PJ. But, but to the defense thing, I, I, like, it, I don't know if there's a defender out there that they can acquire that is going to slow down Tatum. Like, we're probably talking about the difference between Tatum dropping 35 and 27. So I think you're right that you have to go out and get those. You can try to find those guys. I think a Caruso from Chicago, could, that guy, he's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. He also is a good offensive player. He shoots the three at a relatively high clip. So maybe if you go after a Levine, you can go and get Caruso as well. Maybe that's an instance where you slightly overpay because he could be good for you next year. But I just – I look at the East, and I don't think there's a great team there. Like, Boston is very good, but Boston also has, you know, a player in Chris Stapp that I think the Sixers can really take advantage of. The Boston barely beat the Sixers last year, and Milwaukee has really been up and down. So I don't think there's a real juggernaut there in the East where it's not worth at least trying to improve the roster with next year in mind, but trying to improve the roster so you can, you know, get a shot at it this year. I know this is right up your alley and transitioning into the Eagles here. How would you evaluate how Jalen threw the ball last night? Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, it was, 
Hey, look, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a fun it's a Come fun on, event. training camp stats. Don't don't bail yeah. on me now. Well, yes. I, uh, my, my training camp matters, matters, stats matter more than that. I mean, look, it was a bad showing from Jalen. I don't know what you want me to say. Like, it was, <laughs> if he would have been really good, everybody would have been like, look how accurate he is. So, I, you know, we can't look at it both ways. If he would have won it, everybody would have been really impressed. He did, he did not throw the ball well last night. Now, Is that you know, an issue it, going forward, do you believe? No, I don't think it's an issue going forward. I think there's enough to talk about with Jalen that his performance at the precision passing uh, event isn't the end of the world. But no, I mean it was it was not it was not good. <laughs> I didn't even see it. Couldn't disagree more. Oh, you got to show Ike. You got to show. Right, Ike. I'll, I'll show him next break. I'll show him next break. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't that bad. I could. Uh, he, he came in fifth out of six. Like, look, yeah. it is what it is. Like, it, it, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't matter. But I'm sure Jalen himself would tell you he didn't throw the ball well in that event. Well, yeah. and, and it matters the other guys that were in the contest. Well, C.J. Stroud put up a 26. Jalen was at a 17. You know. That's... What about the other guys? Who else was in it? Was Tua, think, Tua was in it. Yeah, Tua Baker, finished below him, which is surprising because Tua is obviously accurate. Geno Baker, Baker finished ahead of him. Baker, uh, Geno finished ahead of him. Gardner Minshew finished ahead of him. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Wow. Everyone ran out of town. Yeah, I'm going to need to throw the Odyssey app on for the next break to hear Ike's reaction <laughs> to the, uh, <laughs> the Jalen Hurts performance. But, look, I will say, you know, for everyone that wants to see Jalen be a little more, uh, you know, jovial on the sidelines, like, he was last night, it looked like he was really enjoying himself. He was talking to people. I, you know, I thought, I thought it showed the side of Jalen that maybe you don't always get to see on the sidelines. Yeah, listen, that stuff matters. That stuff matters. It does. Yeah. Last one, uh, last one for me, uh, Elliot. We, we we kicked this around yesterday. What is what is your expectation heading into next year for the Eagles? Are you in Super Bowl or bust? Is it is it an all in kind of off season for you, or are you okay with a bit of a step back? It's a great question. So I definitely don't think the expectation should should be Super Bowl. There's a lot that. Um, there's a lot that's going to change on the team. The defense, uh, two new coordinators. Well, I think it's an upgrade at the coordinator. Uh, still two new coordinators. We saw this year how tough that is to get over it. But once again, I expect the Eagles to be a double-digit win team. I think they have a real chance of winning the division. The two seed, the one seed will be in play. So while I don't think you go into next year and say they're one of the four or five best teams in the league, they certainly are a team that I think can, can aspire to the Super Bowl. I don't think it's uh, like the Buccaneers next year, even though they went to the second round. Let's be real. The Buccaneers aren't winning the Super Bowl next year. The Eagles are one of those teams that I think if you have the quarterback in Jalen and you can play more like 2022, you have a shot. So maybe not Super Bowl or bust, but I think they should at least have the Super Bowl on their mind. All right. There he goes, mm-hmm. Elliot. Have a great weekend, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you guys later. All right, brother. There he goes, Elliot Shortparks. You know, I'm curious to see what the, what the NFC is going to be like next year. You know, like Detroit getting Ben Johnson back. And not losing him and having to replace him, it seems like Aaron Glenn's going to probably stay. He's not going to leave for a lateral job. Mm-hmm. So they keep the whole coaching staff together. The Niners will be there because Purdy's still on a rookie contract. Mm-hmm. And then Cal- Green, Bay, Green Bay will be better. Green Bay should be better, right, with, with, with Jordan Love. Yep. Um, Cowboys, you know, I think they're yep. right there with they'll the Eagles. they will be a playoff team. Yep. Right, right there with the Eagles. But other than that, uh, you know, I, I don't think there's a, another team in the NFC East besides the, besides the Cowboys. And the NFC South, I mean, we'll see who the, the Falcons get as their – as their quarterback, right. maybe they're in the playoffs maybe next Justin year. Justin Fields or somebody. Yeah. yeah, like I, you know, I thought the, I thought the NFC actually ended up being tougher this year than than I thought it was going to be. Well, you know what it is is more parity. There, there wasn't a clear. We 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 didn't think there was a clear dominant favorite. Even no. San Francisco, even though they finished with the top record, they weren't just the clear cut dominant team. Hell, the Eagles were ten and one 
through 11 weeks, and then we saw what happened coming down the stretch. The Cowboys showed flashes until they got to the postseason. Detroit was sort of – I never thought Detroit looked like a Super Bowl team. They just looked like a good football team all year long. Yes. Like a good football team all year long. They beat two solid teams at home. Not, not great teams. Mm-hmm. They beat the Rams barely. Some would say Sean McVay cost them that game. And they beat Tampa Bay. Barely. A Baker Mayfield-led Tampa Bay team that I believe won nine games mm-hmm. on the regular season. So they went out and played great against San Francisco. They just never came off to me as a dominant team. Just a good, solid team. We'll see how many people they bring back next year. They haven't looked at their free agent list and how many guys they're going to have coming back next year. And and next year's different. You know, you're not the darlings of the league now. No. Yeah. Although I will say that there was a lot of expectations on that Lions team, and for the first time in, in really their their, mm-hmm. their 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 fan base's lifetime, they didn't let them down. Yeah, and but they still had the. As long as we reach here, we're good. We want to see progress. hadn't hadn't won a playoff game. hadn't been in a playoff. So their aspirations weren't Super Bowl. No. That changes this also. And when they're up twenty four ten, I think that changed. Yes, um, and yes, then, that uh, changes. Yeah, that that, changed. That, that changes coming next year. Now Detroit wants a Super Bowl. And what's gonna be interesting is that I think I feel like the middle portion of the season, I, it kind of the the conversation felt like it turned a little bit from uh, the AFC's this dominant conference to the NFC was actually better. Look, I don't believe. That. I don't believe that anymore either. So like the I AFC, never next, believe that. The AFC next year, you have Harbaugh with with Herbert. We'll see what happens. Uh, the Chiefs are still the Chiefs. Yeah. You have a second year of CJ Stroud. Uh, well, uh, you got a healthy Joe Burrow probably coming back next year. Of course, you have Anthony yeah. Richardson with yeah. with Shane Sykin. They won nine games with Minshew. You could have Aaron Rodgers in New York. You could have Russell Wilson in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean if, if they want to move off Pickett. Uh, a full uh, Deshaun Watson was starting to play a little bit better before yeah. he. They almost they had Baltimore on the ropes. And they they beat Baltimore that day that he got hurt. I don't know. I don't even remember. But, but either they way, won eleven games somehow. They won eleven games with an all time defense and Joe Flacco. Rogers coming back. I mean, the 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 AFC, the AFC is still in a you know a different stratosphere. Yeah, I mean they got they got the better young quarterbacks, but you know the NFC is is, is getting better. Um. It's funny because the A's. Who has the number one pick? Now Chicago's going to have a young quarterback and Washington's going to have a young quarterback. I mean, that's what happens when you're the bad team at the top of the draft. You get all the young quarterbacks that are coming out. Now the NFC is going to get their chance to get some of these guys. Yeah. It's interesting because the NFC, well, <laughs> and Bryce Young was, did go to the Panthers last year. Yeah. You know? But the NFC, the NFC, uh, it feels like more they're, they're more uh, team built rather than quarterback driven, whereas the AFC feels a lot more quarterback driven. Versus, you know, having the great team. We had Purdy versus Golf in the NFC Championship game. Uh, oh no! Yeah, <laughs> let's go to uh, let's go to Brandon and KOP. What's <laughs> happening, Brandon? Hey, what's going on, Johnny? Oh, not Johnny March. No more. Huh? Oh wow. my gosh! Listen, it's all in habit. Okay, <laughs> I greet Jack Chris. Thank you guys for taking my call. What's up, brother? What's up, KOP? Yeah. B from KOP, I'm sorry. B from KOP, that's what I'm saying. Is, is my name even changing the thing? It's it is. It's, it's right there on the screen. It has B from KOP. It's an identity. You know what I'm saying? Right. Listen, so, Ike, I, I want to ask you a question. Last year, around this time, when Joel had his injury, you guys, you 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 were on the the, the Sixers train. Mm-hmm. What What's changed? From last year to this year, it's another injury. We got, we got better. Yeah, but we got better. So, but, but, so it's, Joel, but it's another Joel's injury. Team, it, yeah, listen, 
I don't watch I don't watch these sports teams because I want to sit there. I, I want I want a championship, right? And so to sit so here and I. say, yeah, but to sit here and say after Joel and Bean's got an injury, everybody, you, you guys could have taken that little Twitter poll mm-hmm. on what you know. I have you lost your hopes on the on the Sixers three months ago, and it would have been the same because everybody's already lost their hope on the Sixers. We know Joel Embiid is injury prone. Now, am I absolutely furious that he went out there and pushed himself uh, and got injured? Yes, I am. Uh, but I, I just don't understand what changed. And to sit here, and I, I, I listen to all three shows. I only mm-hmm. call this show because I'm a loyal cat. I, but but everybody's like, give it, it just sounds. And, well, well, hold on, Brandon. Friend. Instead of being frustrated, tell me why I should believe they're going to win a championship. What's the difference between this year and that? And, I'm asking and last you. Year? That's not an answer. I'm asking you, why should I believe the 2024 Sixers are a legitimate championship contending team? Yeah, so one thing about trust is that trust is very easily uh, taken away, and it takes a long time to get back. So to answer that question, Sixers hasn't, haven't been out of the second round in how many years? So there's nothing that there's nothing that they've done except for have a great regular season so far to let you know that they're going to be a championship team. But to sit here for for hours and talk about and talk about giving up on the team just doesn't make any sense to me. Sure it, it does. Doesn't make it, they're, sure they're it does because they were last because the, year. no here's the thing, Brandon. We we understand they're better in some areas, but we also understand that they've had the number one seed before they've had home court advantage so what about all the years where i didn't give up on them that i did believe in them and it didn't happen yeah so are you giving up on them because joel got injured yes uh, yes no there is no or there is no brandon you're just talking to yourself talk b it's pretty simple no it's pretty simple yes because our star player is injured again i'm sorry Yes. B, I got a quick question for you. But gotta... It's pretty simple. Yes. And he could be out for six weeks. I'm here for you, Jack. What six do you got? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He'll... I, Jack will get know. to you. Jack will get to you, B. Relax. You, you got diarrhea of the mouth, brother. I don't know what you've been doing today. You, you just relax for a second there. You wanted to know what has changed. What has changed? He's injured again. So what has changed is my faith and believing in it. Don't act as if their championship hopes are pinned to my faith. If that were the case, we'd be six-time champions already. We haven't gotten out of the second round yet. No. I, so, <laughs> like we have, I've had faith for all these years. It, it didn't matter. So here's my follow-up, Brandon, is did you give up? Did you give up on the Eagles this year? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. We got a call. We got a call from your cousin that said you wore a Bucks jersey. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you wore a Bucks jersey during the game. Fraud, fraud, fraud. Listen, I, hey, listen, I'm going to explain myself. Okay, I'm a Florida boy originally, right? Oh, I don't care. I don't care. Did you give up on the Eagles? Did you give up on the Eagles? No, I did not give up on the Eagles. 
I got, I got four, I got four Buccaneers jerseys in my closet. I, no, no, you better stop and listen to me. You don't have to ask me a question like that and make me look like nothing. Listen, okay? In Florida, in Florida, it's all about college football. They may have three. What does that have to do with the Bucks? What does that have to do with the Bucks? Hold on, you gotta hold on and listen to me if you're gonna call me out like that. Cause I'm gonna explain myself. When I first called this show. From the get-go, I let y'all know I've been a Tom Brady fan. Oh, break out the Patriots jersey then. <laughs> listen, no, 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 no. So when I moved up here, I listen. What I I got kids now. I I wasn't even into sports like that before I moved up here. Okay, so what did I do? When the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the Super Bowl? Oh, you were right there. You flew back for the parade, didn't you? A hundred percent. But no, listen. Oh, here we go. Listen, okay? You this is this I mean, I love this stuff. Philadelphia sports is a whole different thing for me. It's a passion. It, 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 it's literally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Break oh, out the sob story. All right. <laughs> break out the sob story on B and KOP. Oh, that was awesome. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. I, he called yesterday. I remembered. I was gone. Oh, man, we got to oh, bring man. that up. I did we not remember got, that. We got to bring that up. He pulled the Francisco with the yeah. opposing team jersey the day of a playoff game. Oh, I know. Fran's, listen, Fran oh, might need to take a, a deep breath as well. Man, it's all about accountability on this show. <laughs> he didn't know where to go. With he that. was. Back to two. Who was more? Who was stammering more? Him or Fran yesterday? <laughs> who, was, who was squirming more? B and KOP or oh Fran God. in the top five yesterday? Wow. Oh my God. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Have you thrown in the towel on this being a championship <laughs> year for the Sixers? Are you in? Are you out? Have you given up with the Joel Embiid injury? Plus, an interesting uh, report yesterday on Sean Desai that might let us know why. The Eagles had to move on from Matt Patricia. Don't miss that. Coming up next on the Afternoon Show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other 
other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Well, welcome back. It is the Afternoon Show, Sports Radio 94. WIP, Jack Fritz and Ike Reese hanging out on this Friday afternoon as we have, I guess, the Pro Bowl this weekend. And that's about it. The Pro Bowl? I don't know. It's, it's, it's flag football, right? Yeah. I don't know if we really call that a Pro Bowl right. game. The pro, I guess the Pro Bowl events. Yes. <laughs> the, the NHL All-Star game. By the way, if you're the NHL, just pick a different weekend. Pick up. Th- I mean, I know. Well, you got Super Bowl next week. Do it in the middle of the week. I don't. It's just like it's. <laughs> Do it in the middle of the week. Like the Pro Bowl, whatever it is now, is the dumbest thing ever. It's still gonna trounce the, the NHL All Star yes. Game in whatever ratings. You yes. know what I mean? Like it's always a bad. Is it idea. Sunday night or Sunday afternoon? What the Pro Bowl stuff? No idea. I think it's Sunday afternoon. Is it Sunday afternoon? Yeah. yeah for the usually kids. like three o'clock. Oh, nobody's watching that. I don't know. Nobody's I, watching that at three o'clock Sunday afternoon. I'm not. I hope not. <laughs> just get like I just want them to get rid of it. I hate, I yeah. it, it too many me. too many sponsors. Yeah, too much too much money to spend. And yeah, it's a weekend to have them out there hanging around. Yeah, Kelsey's down there in his sandals. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, man, it's good to see him out there hanging around. Yeah. Now I will be watching for Jalen. I'm locked in on every Jalen move. Want to see him? I want some smiles. I, I saw some smiles. I saw some smiles last night. I saw I saw him being a little interactive. I mean, why wouldn't he be? It's the Pro Bowl. Uh, He's just there hanging out. I don't need. I don't need the. He's not Mister. Yeah, exactly. He's not Mister Intensity right now. This is something he's trying to win. Just let your hair down. He is. I know. I said I want to see more of that. No, you. What do you want to do? Doing stand-up comedy down there? Sure. No, I don't need to see him doing that. Come on, man. Come on. Go get he in trouble. You want to go to Disney World, interacting with Mickey Mouse? You yeah, know, shoving it up. Yeah, it's Disney World. Yeah, go down there. Go, 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 go. I'm sure they'll have video of the guys out at the amusement park. You know, they do all that stuff. They record all that stuff. They'll show it Sunday. You think he goes on the Tower of Terror? What the hell is that? That's the. Uh, this is like. I- I, when I was there, I, I'm not sure it's still there, the Tower of Terror. I'm fairly it, certain it is. It was is. basically just like you go to the top and then the elevator drops. Oh, one house. of those things, yeah. yeah. Like in the dark, too. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Splash Mountain? He might. Big Splash Mountain guy. I, I, last time I was at Disney World was, um, I want to say, 05 or the 06, maybe. Dude, I think that's when I was at Disney World. Yeah, that's the last time I was there. You know, my kids were younger. I think I've only been twice. Once we took the kids there, and I think once I was, I think Lito got married outside of Disney World. What age were your kids when you took them to Disney? Man, I think Elijah may have been three or four. Jada may have been, she might have been two. Oh, okay. You know, Michael was old enough. He was like 10, 12 years yeah. old. Oh, yeah, he might have been 12 years old, 13, 12 or 13. Yeah, because I wonder what the, what's the, the age cutoff for Disney. Well, the, the the sad part is they haven't been back since, and I've had no desire of going back since. So that's I, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of work, man. I, yeah. I, it's a lot. It's a lot of walking around, fast passes, all this stuff. It's a, it's a it's 
It's a lot of work, man. Yeah, because Jillio went over the summer. It was yeah. like last summer. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound as appealing. Nah, I bet it isn't for, especially now. It is, although my daughter's going there for uh, volleyball. No, senior trip. Uh, okay. That's where their okay. senior trip is at. They're going for the week. Well, that's a big one. So yeah, so yeah, she hasn't been since she was three. These times she can remember it. It's a little different for for senior trips. I mean, it used to be just go to the the shore. I mean, like, where'd you go for your senior trip? Bob? We didn't have a senior trip. <laughs> why? Everyone goes to Disney World. I, I don't know why. What do you mean everyone goes? To you Disney? went to Lower Marion. I know. Yeah, we didn't yeah, have a senior yeah. trip. Oh, classic Lower Marion. Too too snobbish to go for a for a senior. We're too trip. focused on the academics, man. Oh man, <laughs> we definitely We're, didn't go to Disney. We World. went to Myrtle. We went to a place called you guys probably have never heard of. It's right outside of Cincinnati. Those that aren't familiar with the area, it's Kings Island. It's another amusement park. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, an amusement park. So that that was our senior trip. Thirty five minutes outside the city. Nice. Yes, yeah, that's <laughs> it's normal. A, it's a one day trip. It wasn't a full week. Well, now see, we did we did. We did Myrtle, so we, we drove down. We did the Myrtle Beach? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It was, it was a big one. Yeah, that's pretty good. I tried to golf. And of course, here's what happens. Well, you were a high school golfer. Yeah, yeah, So, like, here's the thing, though, is that all my friends now are getting into golf. Right. Back then, they're like, well, why would I do that? <laughs> Such a dork. Yeah, loser. <laughs> it's like, hold on, man. Myrtle's like golf capital I know, of the world. it really is. Yes. I didn't appreciate golf either at that age, so I, I can't even. Yeah, in high school, I thought it was a dork sport too. Now look like, at yeah. you. <laughs> We've lost playing every weekend. Yeah, yeah. You getting out this weekend or no? I am not. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be warm this weekend? I think or something? it might be warm, but that might also make rain because if. It's... Do you see the forecast for Super Bowl weekend? Sixty degrees. This is here. Sixty yeah. degrees. Huh. Don't like that. <laughs> it's a little warm for <laughs> Super Bowl yeah. Sunday. Uh, why, why you don't like that? It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be in the forties tomorrow. Nah, I'm out. That's golf weather. No, nah, I'm out. <laughs> throw the throw the quarters <laughs> up on. Yeah, yeah that's nah, exactly right. Get out there, buddy. No, Jaws no. will be out there. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to this report on Sean Asai in in, uh, in one second, but let's go to uh, Black Gritty from BlackGritty.com. What's happening, BG? <laughs> What's up, guys? You know, I live down in Florida. And every summer, my family used to come down there so much. I got sick of it. I, I do shampoo, double back, flat split. I got tired of going. So my daughter, I asked her one time, you want to go to Disney? She's like, no. I said, okay, revive me if you want to go. She never asked me, never went. <laughs> Best thing ever happened to me, brother. You know what I mean? I'm like, I didn't have to go back because I got tortured as a kid. So can I claim Florida? I mean, I was born in Washington State. Are we just claiming what states we've been in a couple of years? We <laughs> throw on jerseys. I don't know. I know. Did you live there? Right I mean, did you live? How long did you live there? Hey, hey, look, I, I, long enough, I guess. I mean, you had dude ice skating uphill, Jack. You had him on the skateboard. Oh, he was out there flip flopping. Well, it, it got so bad, B had to call back and explain more to Dan Wilson. So, <laughs> who was stammering more, Black Gritty? Was it was it BG or was it was it B and KOP or was it Francisco yesterday with the top five? Oh, oh Francisco was. I mean, I was just saying. Yeah, we had, we had Francisco in a corner, man. Hey, look, I mean, roast, y'all roast the people out here. I gotta be careful what I say. So, uh, let me just get to the point now. I need everybody to go back to be a sleeping beauty. All these sleeping beauties in the city told me. When I'm over here trying to talk about Joel scoring 53 and Maxie having a 50-point game, nobody wanted to talk about the 76. They said, wake them up in the second round. So shut your mouth that Joel's heard. I don't want to hear all the complaints. Oh, see, he's always there. You didn't want to say Joe Gillio wasn't talking nothing about no dang <laughs> basketball. Now you want to trade everybody. Say, shut up and take a nap and come back <laughs> in the second round of the club. I don't care about nothing you got to say. Your opinion doesn't mean nothing to me. You can call up the radio and tweet all you want to about your complaints, but you all said y'all wasn't watching no games until the second round. So go back, Cleveland Beauty. It is true. It is true. And and then come back and complain to me, okay? 
Because Maxie put up a 51 last night. I was up watching it. You know what I mean? You know I don't sleep. It was lovely to see, okay? <laughs> We're going to do what we need to do. I don't know what's going on. The kneecap of Herb. Her, uh, uh, her, 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 I call him Herb. Herb, <laughs> giving his report earlier. So, you know, we ain't going to be back in like two days, apparently. Yeah, Herb said, Herb okay. said, what, take the weekend? And then <laughs> and, you know, he, said, he said he wanted him in the hot and cold bath or whatever. <laughs> put some icy hot on it. Yeah, he throw some dirt on it. Who, who is this, for MB? Yeah, yeah, for MB. Oh yeah, yeah, get in the hot tub or whatever. It's well, like, Herb, that's well, not... <laughs> It's not gonna work. And, and, and my last thing I'm gonna say is, no matter what happens, because he always does get hurt. Next year, just come out. And t- he's never gonna win another MVP. Now with all these awards and the, the time frame you have to play, next year just tell me my dude's only playing home games and never playing a back to back. I haven't played 44 right. games and have right. fresh the days before the finals. I'm tired of it too. But that's the only way we can get this dude to that. So let him go ahead and rest. It's a perfect time. He always gets hurt late. And it goes to the playoffs and tries to rush back. At least now we can work it back in for the playoffs and do what we need to do. I talk to you guys. Watch it, Jack. You got to skate out there. I talk to you. There he goes, BG. All right, BG. I tell you what, I am, I am damn close to saying that Joel Embiid should be on the Roger Clemens plan, not the steroids, but the <laughs> the show up halfway through the season. Yeah, I think we all are close to that. Are we are we at the point now or the next close year? Close to it. Like we don't even need you the first half of the season. Don't even show up till January. <laughs> Listen, you missed the first, what, 45 games? Yeah. We'll see you in the second half. Yeah. Ramp we'll up. Ramp up for January. Now, do you think the NBA – They probably would not be in favor of this. You don't think they'd be fired <laughs> up to say for the for our plan? No. Although, they, listen, they let John Wall sit around for like almost two years doing nothing. Yeah. And then, what, is he, what is he even doing right now? <laughs> podcast, probably. Oh, everyone's got a podcast. Everybody's got a podcast. Jeff man. Teague's the hottest new uh, NBA podcaster, it seems like. Yeah? Yeah, he's, he's always he's always making the rounds. He's funny. He, he, Jeff he, Teague he, is he funny. Has a, he has, he's funnier than I ever really thought that he would be funny, but he, he has this way of telling stories mm-hmm. that you're like, <laughs> yeah, he makes it interesting. He seems like an instigator. <laughs> Definitely. He definitely seems like an instigator. Yeah. But, yeah, listen. Go on the Clemens plan. We'll, we'll miss the first 45 games of the year. We'll mm-hmm. see you for the second half, and let's go win a title. Uh, so I thought this was interesting. So this is from uh, our, our friends, uh, Adam Kaplan, Jeff mm-hmm. Mosher, Inside the Birds. Mm-hmm. They uh, were talking yesterday about Sean Asai and what they've heard from some of the veterans on the team about his era here. What Here is what they said uh, the veterans were telling them. Veterans on this team, especially guys who've been there for a while, um, to, to buy in, and that's how – big the gap between them had got. He just don't want nothing to do with it. So that just shows you. So I, that's why I think we heard it most from veterans. Veterans have already set this. His inability to connect with these veteran players, we were told is mostly veterans based on the agents we talked to this week, yes. four or five of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they just could not connect. Would you say they tune them out? Is that fair? In fact, well, I'll tell you this. One uh, agent who represents one of the veterans on the team said that, that the player stopped talking. Like he just could not talk to Sean Desai that there that's how big the gap between them had got he just don't want nothing to do with it so that just shows you so I that's why I think we heard it most from veterans veterans have already set the standard there standard is the standard and then when they have somebody new come in and that person is unbending and says you're gonna run my scheme whether you like this or not and I'm not saying he said it that way but that was sort of the vibe that I got it was like my way or we're doing it this way and uh your concerns are not really gonna impact how we're gonna do things if you can't get the veterans on this team especially guys who've been there for a while um to to buy in and and appreciate what you're doing then you're going to lose the team hmm. 
Yeah, I, listen, I, it's hard for me to really pass any judgment here. Like, what was he asking of you, of vets? You know, is he asking you something that compromises you as a player? Um, something you wouldn't necessarily believe in from a schematic standpoint as a player? Or is he asking you to change something you've been doing that you're just comfortable with doing and you just don't want to change and your resistance to the change? And because he isn't someone with a lengthy resume and with a personality that comes off as aggressive, you guys seem to take advantage of that guy and you're going to tune him out. I wonder if that is the case. Right. Like I said, I'm not in the locker room. I don't know. I don't know what veterans we're speaking of. It's just it's sometimes it's hard to hold something against a coach when all he's doing is trying to coach. Mm-hmm. Right? And players don't want to be receptive to the coaching. Right? It, it's it's that's why coaches get hired to do their job and players' jobs, even though you may not sometimes like it, your job is to follow that. Kind of seemed like a big issue with the team last yeah, year. Yeah, and you're starting to get a lot of that, right? On both sides of the ball. Yes. I mean, obviously, we had the AJ thing about how we went rogue. Yep. Now, the defensive side of the ball, it seems like it was a whole big, we'll do our thing. Right. Like, let's not really buy into what these coaches are saying. And you had Jalen after the year say, players play, coaches coach, owner's own. Mm-hmm. And that seems like maybe that's kind of the, the mentality flowing out of Novacare. It's like, it's a lot of it seemed like the players trying to take this all on, on their shoulders and maybe tuning out the co- coaches. And that's not a good thing. That's not good. And maybe that's why you're going with more seasoned coaches, coaches that got a little bit more of a resume. Uh, certainly the players have been humbled, losing six or seven games. The locker room won't be the same. Some of you won't be here. And that, that sort of gets the message across more than anything. I played on that 3-13 and 13 team under Ray Rhodes and players – not listening to the coach and doing your own thing and older player. I was a young player then. And then you look around in the locker room and Andy's gotten rid of half the team. And you're fortunate to still be here. Well, guess what you're going to do? Whatever you're asked to do. Yep. As opposed to not listening to the coach or you're going to be out on your way out of here next. So sometimes you got to do things like that to get players' attention. Problem is, is when it's the star players, the big money players who aren't going anywhere. When they have more impact on what happens in your locker room in the meetings. And that's why you want to be, not necessarily give them what they want, but you want to be in lockstep with them. You want them to be allies of yours so that they are preaching your message to the other guys. If there's a veteran in there who has a stronghold on the locker room or his position meeting, and he's saying something different than what the coach is saying, then you know what's going to happen eventually? It's going to trickle down to these younger players that are you influence them more and – and then they don't listen to the coach. They don't have respect for that guy. And the Eagles had a lot of young coaches on that staff, guys who didn't have lengthy resumes or had coached great players to where you helped them become great players. Players look at that stuff, and I think that's why they're going out and getting a different criteria with their coaches this year. What guys I, that got a little more cachet. What I find interesting off that is – you know, like Gannon was a younger coordinator when they when they brought in Gannon, mm-hmm. um, and it, and it, it continues to make me believe that I think BG and Fletch. I don't think they were. I don't think they were the ones in there being like. Of ah, course not. Of course no. not. So, yeah. but but that's what makes me think that maybe that message was starting to get you know a, a little bit stale. Is well, because like if they can't get you to buy into what Sean Asai is doing, then there's other issues. Well, then here's the other thing: how many people. And I'm not pinpointing this on Slay, although it may come off that way, but that, that's not what I'm saying. Because I don't think Slay is the only player <clears throat> there that wanted Denard Wilson as the defensive coordinator. Hmm? 
right? So who, who's to say? Who's to say? Bringing in Sean Desai, there were already guys that had their guards up. Yeah, because you're bringing in somebody new who wasn't with the staff or anything else to coach these guys after they just had the year that they had. And he's not Denard Wilson. And he's not Denard Wilson. They could have brought in almost anyone. Right. So you almost you you come in behind the eight ball, and and these players are waiting for you to show them something that helps them become better, and then they'll buy all in. It's difficult. It's hard. I think with a guy like Fangio coming in, he's got a long – his resume speaks for itself. So I'm glad you brought Fangio because I think something that's important off that cut because it seems like the side, if you believe that, is telling is, is trying to get them to run what he wants you to run. Mm-hmm. And he's he seemed a little bit strict with that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what seemed to rub players in Miami wrong. So if that's a problem, whoever that is, whoever the veteran is that would just not stop listening to Sean's eye because right. he wants you to do what he wants you to do, mm-hmm. that guy's got to go. Yeah. Because we, we need it, a rehaul here. If it's – Possible. If it's possible. Right, from a financial standpoint. Yeah, no, I'm with you. When you're talking about cleaning out the the, the 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 bad vibes in the locker room and all of that type of stuff, you want to have guys. This is a fresh start. Even though Nick Sirianni is still the head coach, it's a fresh start for the offense. You're going to get new ideas under Kellen Moore. These guys ought to be excited about that, excited to run this stuff. You know, they need to be excited. I'm sure Jalen has already been in touch with Kellen Moore, and he's gotten him – uh, some video of stuff that Kellen Moore likes to run so that Jalen can get just get a head start on seeing some of this stuff. The receivers, having stuff that's in, in, incorporated in the offense where the receivers are excited about running some of this stuff, lining up in different formations. You got to do this. This is a part of being a pro coach. These guys, they make a ton of money. You almost have to win them over. Mm-hmm. You almost got to win them over. Young guys – They'll follow the older guys. So you really have to start by winning the older guys over so the older guys are doing the correct things and the younger guys will follow that. If the older guys aren't doing the right thing, then the younger guys see that and they're more, they're more likely to veer off as opposed to listening to the coach. And that's something that, that, that Howie and, and, and Jeffrey and, and Nick, they need to vet. They need to vet this and make sure – you're getting guys who are preaching the message that the coaches are preaching. You can't have different messages being preached. No, and I think that's part of the reason why they will bring back BG and and because he helps out with that, right? Because yeah. if it's not if if it's not BG and Fletch is gone, and Fletch who, probably gone. Who else is it going to be? Exactly. So Slay, I, I think Slay, mm. he's just Slay's good for being out there with the corner, right? You know, and and. <laughs> He's, he's, he's just a, a little character. too emotional. He was, well, and did the whole sometimes inability to, to have a filter and, and not react to certain things. Like you need to have somebody that that is stable from the standpoint of they're not checking their mentions and and you're going back and forth and all that stuff. You, yeah. you need that's why a guy like BG being a bigger voice in the locker room is something that I think is more conducive to having a locker room that's cohesive or a defensive unit that's cohesive versus divisive. And even if you bring in like a Patrick Queen, it's very I think it's hard for a guy to be a, a leader in year 1. You know, I, I think it takes Because who he is. Uh what's him called didn't have a problem. It's a couple guys that came in I, I remember never had a problem. Um D'Amico. I remember D'Amico coming in, man. It was instant. Yeah, I'm trying to instant captain, instant instant leader on the team. I'm trying to think who was established when D'Amico got here. Was it Cole? Was Trent still here? Yeah, Trent was still here, I believe. Ah, you know what? Yeah, because I think D'Amico came under Andy. 
Domingo, I think he's I think he's here under Andy too. Right. So, but I'm trying to remember like it was did, did, was D'Amico brought in as the established guy because I know like BG was young, Fletch mm-hmm. was young, you know, and yep. uh, you know it's it, that maybe maybe Patrick Queen could be like that. Well, with- and, and sometimes the way I mean, listen, D'Amico carries himself that way. He's, he he doesn't. He's not rah rah rah. He's not. So guys respect the guy that's cerebral, mm-hmm. first in the meeting room, sitting in the front, taking notes. Like that's all about the team. The messaging to the everybody is usually about what makes the team better. Players respect that versus the guy that's all about himself, mm-hmm. and it's like you, you're just talking. Really. Yeah, Barwin was here before D'Amico or after Connor. D'Amico? Yep, Connor's another one. No, I, I don't know who came first, but they they played together in Houston. In, in Houston, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Barwin became a leader very, yes, very sir. fast. Yep, very fast. Two one five. I enjoyed that leadership group. I really did. I know. Yeah. Again, I I really liked the the ten to 13, 14 run. Yeah, I enjoyed that leadership group when it was Car- uh, Connor Barwin. D'Amico. Selleck was still Selleck was still there. Yeah. Jason was still doing Jason. And and yeah, that was a good leadership group. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be a big question for next year's defense is who's that guy that kind of steps up and, and becomes that leader? Jalen Carter thinks a quiet guy. Seems more quiet. Yeah. Jordan Davis a little goofy. Well, he needs to get himself together. To yes. Him. I mean and that's where it starts. You you can't be a leader if, if, if you're not yeah. there. Reddick is it could be in a contract thing. We'll see. Josh Wett, no. I mean, like I think Hassan would have to be the guy. That's who I think would have to be the guy. Once he starts getting sacks again, he'll get sacks. Don't you yeah. worry, Cal. Don't you worry. Uh, let's go, to Steve in Westchester. What's happening, Steve? Steve, let's try Sean and Sewell. What's happening, Sean? Hey, what's going on? What's up, Sean? What's up, Sean? Uh, I just wanted to comment on the uh, if you still have any belief in the Sixers championship season. Yeah, you there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I personally still have some belief in it, and I got two reasons for you guys for why. Um, the first reason being, at, at least in my eyes, I have not seen Embiid ever not try to come back from these and fight through it. Obviously, last year uh, with the knee, you know, he came back obviously not averaging as many points, but he's always coming back and fighting through these injuries uh, when face that one year he's mm-hmm. still out there playing so I don't think there's anything in terms of like motivation that's going to stop him but really the main reason this one's a little bit farther out but I do believe this um obviously in the city the the, the feeling in Philly right now is a lot of frustration I think a lot more people have given up so I think that frustration is is with MB too and the last time in his career that he felt this big of frustration in terms of you know, feeling let down and whatnot, was back when he first came to America and uh, and his brother died. And, and you know, I, he wanted to give up basketball, go back. But, you know, the, the it, it's always darkest before the dawn, right? And, and I think he got through that. Uh, obviously a much bigger challenge. Well, he got through than, that. Than he got this. through two broken feet. Yeah, that cost mm-hmm. him seasons. So I, I just think in – I just – I don't see anything deterring him. Uh, I see – you know, I, I, he has to be just super frustrated, of course. Mm-hmm. But I think he was back then with the foot, like you said, uh, his brother, and he was able to battle through them. And, and, and in my opinion, you know, he's the best player in the league when he's out there. So I think if he's able to do all of that and be the player he is now, I don't see a reason, especially with the amount of time that he has left in the regular season to get right. I don't see a reason why why he couldn't get back out there. And even if he isn't 100% at the end of that year, obviously I know he wasn't last year and, and what he looked like in the playoffs. 
But this is the best version of Joel we've ever seen, right? Mm-hmm. He gets better every single year. Um, so I, I think you put that all together, and, and he gets the right help with doctors and the right advice, and he's smart about it. I, I don't see a reason why we, we could not still be there at the end of the year. I agree, Sean. I hope you're right, brother. I agree. And, and I keep going back to I last I certainly won't be rooting against it. No, never. I'm just not putting both feet in and saying, Let's, I'm waiting on the championship run again. You're not getting the hot dog uh, cart ready for the parade? <laughs> no, downtown. I'm not. I'm I guess not. The, the thing that I have that's, that's holding out hope for me with Embiid is mm-hmm. that we have seen him play in the postseason a little bit banged up. Uh, and, and last year, like they had a chance last year that game five, he, ha- he was playing on a, on a, on a torn meniscus or something wrong with his knee then too. Mm-hmm. And he was still dominant. Like it's still there. And if he can be 75, 80%, not a hundred percent, I can't, I can't throw in the towel yet. I can't throw in the towel on Joel. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just less throwing in the towel on Joel is throwing in the towel on championship hopes. Well, I have, <laughs> yes. I mean, Joel can come back and I'll, I'll I will enjoy watching him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's able to play the rest of the season, I'll be rooting. But am I going to be surprised? Am I going to be outraged if they get knocked out in the second round again? No, I'm not. You know what's going to be different this year? I don't expect them to go win. That's why I won't be outraged. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Well, I have two reports Uh-oh. on the other side that might help change your mind. Okay. One about the big guy out in L.A., and the other is a player that the Sixers reportedly – are willing to give up a first rounder for uh, that we have mentioned. I thought you were going to tell me Joel and B was miraculously healed or something. No, never. No, never. <laughs> the Sixers are willing to give up a first rounder for a player that we have mentioned today. Mm. Would you do it? The Twitter question this hour is sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. Looking for the perfect engagement ring? Visit Mark's Jewelers for diamond engagement rings that fit every budget online at marks-jewelers.com. Who would they be willing to give a first rounder for? And what's the latest out in LA with LeBron? That's all coming up next on the afternoon show on Sports Radio 94 WIP. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. 
And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.